he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. What is going on, Bakers? Welcome back to Wake and Jake, November 7th. Holy smokes, we're now in that time of the year where it feels like Thanksgiving happens and Christmas is on its way and nothing matters and you can lose two months pretty easily in the baseball offseason or whatever you're doing in life. I mean, I just found out that ESPN has a segment called Big Poppy's Places that looks like 20-minute videos on ESPN Plus that can't wait to dive into those later. Looks like Peyton's in one. Looks like looks like they're talking about Babe Ruth's biplane. Uh, so we'll circle back at that later on. Uh, the Houston Astros won the World Series this weekend. Saturday night, Game 6, Tyson, Jackson, Gordon? Jordan, not Gordon. That's a... Uh, Gordy Howe segment we're working on. Um, yeah, Phillies. Phillies went up 2-1 in the series. Uh, they had the juice. Their offense, I said it about... Uh, you could say it about St. Louis, who they beat on the way here. You could say it about the Padres. Uh, you could say it about... Well, so the Phillies beat the Braves. Yeah. That the Phillies were kind of outgunned in every aspect except the lineup. But that lineup was so good that it outdid everyone else's defense and starting pitching and relief pitching. Um, And I guess there should be an asterisk to starting pitching there. I mean, Nola, Wheeler, and Ranger Suarez gave them a lot of real efforts. And uh, the story that comes out of it, and I, I think it's the part that Teams are going to start leaning into more with, uh, you know, baseball and small samples. Bullpen and defense. Uh, The Phillies' defense ended up being really good in these playoffs. Or solid, I should say. Um, Their bullpen ended up being really good for most of this playoffs uh, until the very end, which uh, may be playing those wildcard games and kind of having a plan to use their bullpen and the overuse may have ended up being the factor, or I think they ran into the better team. Um, When we talked about the American League this year, uh, for half the season, it was a two-team race. It was the Astros and the Yankees. The Yankees had one of their worst months uh, in the past 30 years of Yankee baseball. Uh, They ran into the injury bug hard, and you you don't want to lean into that too hard as a Yankee fan because... Uh, they were outgunned anyways uh, by this Houston team. Uh, I think roster-wise, philosophy-wise, and um, and then the injuries. I mean, uh, two guys I've often compared, DJ LeMahieu and Michael Brantley, they were both out this postseason. Uh, although DJ LeMahieu might not have had to been out. That's a whole nother topic. But they were both out. Uh, Andrew Benintendi ended being a massive blow uh, to the Yankees. Uh, 
their bullpen ended up thinning out a lot, but it was guys that you anticipated. I mean, Mike King got hurt early on. There's guys that have have been out. Like, sure, you look at the total list of relievers they were missing, and it's a very long list, and there are a couple blows at the end. You thought a Chapman or maybe a Zach Britton could have figured itself out. It did not. That that made the Yankees' pen a little thinner than it was. Uh, That being said, it kind of wasn't their problem. Um, Had had enough, it seemed like. The Houston Astros, uh, their lineup can go toe-to-toe with Philly's lineup, and we ended up seeing that at the end. I mean... When you top, talk about top sixes in the lineup where you can really dry, do damage and, um, you know, at, at the end of each team's lineups, I don't know if we're going to see another 2009 Yankees, um, you know, that just, even even those earlier Yankee teams, you know, some of the spots they had Soriano hitting, like, you know, old school Yankees, him hitting ninth and things like that. I don't know, uh, especially as the shift gets banned more and, and there's more defense and the catcher position in, in general. That top six of your lineup is really your where I think teams can do damage, and we saw it with Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, Cassianos. Boom. For Houston, uh, it's the guys you know. Uh, it's Altuve. You now know Jeremy Pena if you didn't. Jordan Alvarez, if you didn't really know who he is, you should fully know who he is now. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, and then Yuli Gurriel uh, was in there. He ends up getting hurt for that final game, uh, but he had a really nice uh, World Series leading into that. So the Philly strength that got them past the Braves, the Cardinals, um, and the Padres got matched by Houston. And then the problem was their starting pitching, Framber, Javier, Justin Verlander, uh, McCullers, speech-wise one. Um, they outdid Wheeler, Nola, um, and Ranger to a degree. Uh, their bullpen was lights out. They literally set the record uh, for best bullpen ERA in the playoffs. And this is a time that Bullpens get used more than ever. Um, you know, I, I think the team they beat was like the 77 A's or something. And bullpens just weren't what bullpens are now and how they get used. So, one of the lines I was saying during the live streams, and thank you to everyone who was, who was joining us during those live streams. When you talk about Houston, uh, I think... It depends if you're talking to a loose baseball fan or a, or someone who's in the weeds. I, I think if you're talking to someone who's really a diehard baseball fan, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, I think it starts with their pitching, truly. Um, during the year, they were second in starting pitching ERA. They were first in bullpen ERA. As you go back through um, these Houston teams, the pitching is always there. It's the constant, the hitting, and some of the names come and go, but the pitching is just relentless. Their hitters, I mean, Jordan Alvarez should be talked about as the best hitter in the league, if not the best young hitter in the league, if not the best lefty hitter in the league. However you want to dice it up, he needs to be in the conversation. Jeremy Pena threw himself on the scene better than kind of any rookie ever puts in a full season. The stats end up 
looking around league average, 22 homers. The the on-base percentage was 289 on the year. You know, I know we live still in an OBP world a little bit. Um, He fully broke out in the playoffs, and he's 25, and he got the full season of reps under him that he, he was ready to go, and he was the problem in that Houston lineup. I mean, if... If Seattle had gotten a, a young Jeremy Pena out in his first playoff game, they would have won that game. It was literally two outs in the ninth. That brought up Jordan. He did his thing. Similar thing happens in that final game. Um, the defense uh, gets a little, you know, not as sexy, but I, I said it a lot on the streams. Alex Bregman, if he came up in a different organization, he would have played a lot of shortstop. I think it was 2019 he played... 500 innings at shortstop. We looked that up. You know, he's he can play third base with, with pretty much anyone. I think the Arenados and Chapmans have a slight slight nod on him, arm strength-wise. Um, but otherwise, he, he goes toe-for-toe toe with the best. Yuli Gurriel, uh, look at some of his numbers. When he first joined Houston, he was a shortstop. He played all over the place. He happened to make himself a... a Top-tier first baseman. Jose Altuve, when he came up, he played a little short. He's become a great second baseman. Kyle Tucker wins gold gloves. Chaz McCormick made a catch uh, that won them the World Series, or partially helped win them win a World Series game. Jordan, they play with the Crawford boxes. He plays a better left field than you think. Really good straight line speed. Even when Brantley was out there. They do enough in that left field. They take advantage of the fact that they have an easy left field to play so they can put someone out there. Maybe limited by range factor. Lat left field matters a lot less. Just looking at Jordan, I'm sure he throws hard. I'm sure the arm big. is there. I don't think he has a weak arm. I don't think that's even possible. Um, and all of that was circling back to the Houston bullpen. Presley, Abreu, Naris, Stanek barely gets used. Um, Montero, uh, how good he was for them. They made trade deadline moves. I mean, Will Smith ended up not really being too big of a factor. Trey Mancini, yes and no. In that final game, he gets a moment, but up to that point, he was he was bad. Vasquez, that's the one, man. I circled it as more of a death to Boston. I didn't know how Houston would truly use him. Um, he ends up having a massive insurance RBI. He caught the no-hitter. Maldonado, who becomes a, more of a legend in his own ways, that hit by pitch. Um, you know, Vasquez gets an RBI single in a game-clinching World Series game, and he caught a World Series no-hitter. Um so, yeah, man, this organization has run laps around everyone. I, I always say it, going back to the scandal, the whole reason they ended up in the scandal, and it's, it's the whole topic, and it's the bar convo, and, you know, I don't know if people are ready to have it. It's their whole philosophy was let's increase around the edges enough that we can get an advantage everywhere. And I think they do that at the trade deadline. I think they do that with their prospects. They've done that with their pitching, uh, whether it's advanced camera angles, whether it was, you know, when the sticky stuff was going around. 
anything that was happening, they try to make themselves basically the industry leader. Um, and that's how they ended up getting themselves in trouble. Because if you go back to the Yankees and the watch, or you go back to, um, you know, the Red Sox and what they were doing with runners on base and teams were doing stuff. I, I think the twins, those years that the, the, the Bombas, the Bomba squad, the years they were doing stuff, they were involved in the video game. Uh, a lot of the elite teams were doing stuff with the video technology. Houston took it to another level because their whole thing was increase on the margins and be the best and how can we get to the top level with it. They went, a lot of the teams went a step too far. They went a couple steps too far, and that's the whole thing. Um, but that is now five years ago, 2017. Like, we're moving on. And some, a lot of these guys are 25 and weren't involved in that. Jeremy Pena, 25. Kyle Tucker, 25. Um, let's see. Uh, Javier, 25. Luis Garcia, 25. Brian Abreu, 25. Uh, they, they do it on every level. Uh, and our guy, boxing guy, Dan Canobio. Passing. Passing. Football will get there later. Frank Reich's fired. Adds up. Um, boxing guy Dan Canobio said he was last laughing listening to Talking Yanks because he said one of the best things I said, uh, we were talking about Donaldson coming back. And, you know, Donaldson's old. He had a bad year offensively. You know, bringing him back, would it be a reclamation project or would it work? And even if it does work, what's the best case? And I said, does this sound like anything Houston would do? And the answer is no. You know, if Houston had a 37-year-old third baseman who struggled all year, all year, would they try to bring him back to tap into something? No. That's not increasing on the margins. That's hoping and praying. So, congrats to Houston. They get their parade in a way it validates everything. Um, You know, I, I think we're already seeing Alex Bregman he needed that for his persona and who he is and wants to be. You know, I, I've already seen him mixing it up on the Twitter sphere more. <laughs> and good for them. Pena's a star. Altuve's awesome. He's my size. He's one of the best second basemen ever. Uh, Jordan is, again, look at the stats page. It's nuts. One dot OPS in two out of three full seasons. Uh, Kyle Tucker is all world. If he hit free agency today, he'd be a $300 million player. Uh, they are so good in every aspect of what they do. Uh, Justin Verlander is going to win the Cy Young. They got him to come back. So with that, congrats, Houston. We're moving on to the offseason. We're going to have some fun offseason content. And we already had a signing, and that signing is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet. Got the Ridge Wallet right here. Bang. I can toss this bad boy around and nothing is going to happen. It holds up to 12 cards plus room for quiche. Start carrying cash on me. Hate the feeling of not having cash if we're, if we're you, just being... You need a little bit. If we're just being real about it. Um, made out of carbon fiber and burnt titanium. Do I really know what that means? No, but I know that it's strong, it's durable, and it's got a lifetime warranty. So... 
The Ridge team is so confident that you like it, they'll let you test drive it for 45 days and you can send it back full refund if you don't love it. Check out Ridge sla- ridge.com slash johnboy and use code johnboy. Get 10% off your Ridge wallet. You get a 45-day test drive if you want. Ridge.com slash johnboy and use code johnboy, 10% off. Uh, wrapping up the baseball, there was one big signing, Edwin Diaz. I think we can do the baseball as one thing. Um, Edwin Diaz resigns with the Mets. Uh, good for the Mets. You know, it was in a question mark area. Every time I saw uh, Jeff Passan, uh, he said, flex, whoops. Every time I saw Jeff Passan, he said, Edwin Diaz is going to sign for nine figures. He does. He gets $102 million, five years from the Mets. Uh, he had one of the best closer season- seasons ever. Uh, timing is everything in free agency. Good for Edwin Diaz. I, I know his struggles when he first went to New York were so emphasized. Uh, outside of that, he's been incredible. Um, you know, even going back to that lockout year. Um, good for Edwin Diaz. Uh, what he did, his arm talent is special. He is 28 years old. He broke into the league young. It's a ton of money, and being a reliever is so volatile that there's going to be times it doesn't work and it's going to sting. But if you're the Mets, you locked up a big asset. Remember they traded Kelnick. Everyone freaked out about that. Kelnick's still figuring it out. They lock him up. He's going to be there. I will say this. There are going to be times when they will be set up for failure because you pay him so much money. Look where the Yankees just landed with Heraldus Chapman uh, that there's going to be chances and times that that's going to burn you, especially when some of the other organizations who are operating differently and, you know, we're starting to learn who's doing it right. Cleveland Guardians, I saw my guy Fuzzy tweet this. They locked up Emmanuel Class A to an extension. And again, this is all different. Class A is young. Uh, he's 24. Um, but they locked Class A up five, five years, 20 mil. Um, where Edwin Diaz is making 20 million a year for the next five years. Um, so, you know, small market, big market, that whole song and dance. Happy for Mets fans. They'll get their guy back, and they can focus their offseason elsewhere. Um, that's a real that's a real number, especially for a closer, but with what Edwin did this year. Literally broke the record. Passing the eye test, it's all of it. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, the Yankees just learned investing so, so much money in your bullpen can backfire quickly. Zach Britton, Raldis Chapman. Um, you know, even I know Chad Green made made money this year. He was still an R, but it's a lot of money in the bullpen. Or where you are, and for him not being a, not ever being a closer, he was doing pretty well. Auto, and and don't even be shocked. Emmanuel Class A. Would it be nuts if he closes the next three years, and when he starts making six million with with team options for ten mil, Guardians trade him, and it's still a crazy value. Don't be shocked if that happens. <laughs> That's kind of the baseball for now. Uh, we'll be getting into some off-season stuff as it sneaks up. We got more guys opting out. It's MLB f- some news. MLB free agency starts Thursday. Maybe I'll... Is it time to hit up Foolish? We will see. We will see. Let's talk some American football. Woo-wee! Because uh, we had a nice NFL weekend. We had a little college weekend. It felt like everyone got beat. Tennessee got beat. Bama got beat. Roll damn tide. Uh, but in the NFL, because that's where we're keeping our bread and getting buttered. Because we're into it. You just got to be honest. It starts out on Thursday night, and we had the Houston Philly Festival. 
where the Eagles played the Texans while the Phillies played Houston uh, and the Astros. How fun is that? Uh, stayed closer than you would have thought for a little bit, but Eagles get it done. They improved to 8-0. and They win 29-17. to um, Damian Pierce had a big game, and this Houston team's got a lot more fight than you'd expect for a 1-6-1 Houston team. But at the end of the day, they are dearth of talent. I think I'm using that word right. Uh, well, the Eagles are stacked. 8-0, man. Uh, I know you already know they have Commanders, Colts, who just fired Frank Reich, uh, and that's how bad they looked the other day, that it looked like that would happen. Uh, Commanders, Colts, Packers, how bad did they just look? Titans, that's going to be a big one. Um, Titans just looked kind of good. I, we'll get there because it's an interesting conversation. Uh, with Willis and what they're doing over there. The Giants at the Meadowlands? I don't know. Uh, Eagles looking like they got a good chance to be going 9-10-11-0 into a game versus the Titans. Uh, they are dominant. They are a force. Let's see what it looks like. Last time the Astros won, this, won the World Series, who won the next Super Bowl? I saw that tweet. Wow. You got to believe in something, not that. I'll tell you something I believe in. Uh, I was breaking out the teams into tiers recently just to see where everyone lands, and that high tier seemed real thin where the Eagles are. I think there's a tier below. I think a team just joined it. I think two teams just joined it. The first team, the Chargers. Uh, they're 5-3. and three. They won a game at Atlanta. I told you that Atlanta team is tougher than they look. They're 4-5. and five. Uh, again, talent-wise, stuff that d doesn't jump off the page. They did have Corderell Patterson come back. That really makes them have a three-headed monster at running back, Algier, Patterson, and Huntley, uh, and Mariota, I guess. But in today's NFL, um, they go on the road and they win. Um, and that's kind of all I care about. A Falcons team that was leading the NFC South. Chargers win. They're now 5-3. and three. I think Herbert has been banged up. Uh, I mean, for sure, Herbert has been banged up. We we all saw it happen. Uh, they are now winners of four of their last five. Uh, Texans, Browns, Broncos, Falcons. They lost to the Seahawks, who, holy smokes, Seattle. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to find out more about the Chargers as they go at 49ers, home versus Chiefs, and then Cardinals, Raver, Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, okay. They've got a real stretch, so they're 5-3. and three. I still love Herbert. I know he's been banged up. I know their whole team has been banged up. They're getting talent back. They have entered with 5-3 and three in their talent. They can be something else, something serious. We'll find out in the next coming weeks. Falcons are who they are. I mean, that team reeks of 8-9. and nine. Um, Where that division is right now. Right. Right, that, that could end up being something for them. Uh, the other team that deserves the love, they've been uh, Jakey's flip-flop team, and the schedule and the injuries have, have represented it perfectly. The Dolphins hold off the Bears 35-32. to Justin Fields puts up huge numbers. A lot of people are starting to drink the Justin Fields Kool-Aid. Uh, 178 yards on the ground. Holy smokes. 17 of 28 through the air, three touchdowns. Uh, one of the bigger fantasy days you'll see from a from a dude. That being said, uh, there's still the Bears. I know. I know the offense is doing some things. Uh, 
they're three and six, and it looks like Fields is getting better, but it, it still was not enough to win. Against this Dolphins team, who Tua, 300 through the air, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Tyreek is doing his thing, as is Waddle. Their formula is there. Uh, again, I think they're closer to a barometer team than a good team, although, like Penix said the other week when we called him, you know, their losses are, are more or less without Tua. They have the Browns and the Texans coming up. There's a good chance they get to, you know, 8-3. and three. Let's see. Let's see. I'm still, as you can tell from my voice, I'm still not bought in uh, on the whole thing. I think they're closer to the barometer than an 8-3 and three team, but keep proving me wrong, Dolphins. Bears, hey, they're enjoying fields, and Bears haven't really enjoyed a quarterback ever, so enjoy it at 3-6. and six. Bengals, 42-21 to 21 over the Panthers. Uh, Joe Mixon, speaking of legendary fantasy days, five-touchdown day for Joe Mixon. Uh, Bengals, 5-4, five and 5-2 uh, and two in their last seven. They dropped those first two weeks, if you remember. Uh, still had that weird one. They got embarrassed at the party by the Browns, and everyone saw that, the running game. They just couldn't stop it. Steelers game coming up. I think that's a, a night game. That could be a dub. Should be. Should be a dub. Steelers still stink. And then they go Titans Chiefs. So we'll find out more about the Bengals. I still want to like them. Um, they have their problems uh, with the offensive line. And again, what the defense. What happened to them against the Browns? That worries you. Joey B and the boys, I, I like where they're at. Five and two in their last seven. I think that's more reflective of who they are. Speaking of reflective of who they are, Lions and Packers. Holy smokes. Uh, Our Bobby Skinner got me good. Um, Because it's a great video of uh, head coach Dan Campbell giving the speech. They give the game ball to Aaron Glenn. Yes, that Aaron Glenn. He's their defensive coordinator now. Uh, The former D-back. Not diamond back, defensive back. Um, they win 15-9 to over the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Absolutely Looney Tunes what has happened to those Packers. 3-6, and six, they, they'd been such regular season juggernauts with the same formula, Rodgers, Lafleur. It has gone by the wayside. Um, and I don't know how much is Dev- uh, Devontae Adams being gone. I don't know. I don't know how much is is Rodgers getting old or Rodgers getting disconnected, but wherever you turn on your sports, you're going to find him getting slaughtered this week. And why not? Uh, Two red zone interceptions. That's kind of inexcusable. They get held to nine points shut out in the first half by the Detroit Lions. The Lions seem that we've talked about getting blown out and killed every way, every week. Um, I mean, here are their points allowed. 38, 27, 20, 28, 45, 29. That was a game they got shut out. 24, 27. So, I mean, coming into today, the least amount of points they'd given up was 24 to the Cowboys. And again, that could have been more. They lost that game 24 to 6. So if the Cowboys wanted to score more, I think they could have. Packers get held to 9 points. It is disaster mode over there. People are calling for... Uh, When you draft a quarterback, Julian Love a couple years ago, some people are starting to call for that. I mean, it feels like Rodgers last year in Green Bay. What does that mean? 
Uh, I know the Broncos were eyeing him for a little while, but they just gave up everything for Russell Wilson. By week, get kind of a big extension. By week, didn't lose. I mean, he get he's getting paid like fifty million this year uh, to go three and six. So he is getting crushed, rightfully so. Where Bob, where Bobby Skinner made me laugh. Uh, he said the three Lions wins every year are the most emotional thing ever. And yeah, watch the Dan Campbell speech. Um, awesome. It's powerful stuff. But at the end of the day, they are two and six. Um, yeah, Rogers signed a three for one fifty. Not bad, right? Not bad, right? So, yeah, Packers are a mess, a franchise that is almost never a mess. Interested to see the repercussions of that uh, this offseason. But, I mean, they're kind of D.E.D. dead. They'd, they'd really have to find something, and they've looked awful. Speaking of looking awful, you just heard Frank Reich got fired. Colts are 3-5-1. and one. You know, I want to give them a lot of respect as a franchise. Jonathan Taylor's been out. He's looking like one of the bigger 1-1 fantasy football busts. Uh, we've seen recently that's tough um, and I mean you know let's be honest they're they're playing a rookie quarterback Sam Ellinger now Matt Ryan looked awful like their their formula their formula this year to be successful was Matt Ryan was going to be a good game manager get the ball to Michael Pittman when you needed to Jonathan Taylor on the ground that formula has been gone they're three five and one and you know, I'm, I'm getting deeper and deeper into football. I want to get into the nerdy side. I want to get into to some of the stuff that's going on. And as we ease into that, there's one thing I know. A rookie quarterback against Belichick, those guys get murdered. And especially Sam Ellinger, let's see what you become. He got sacked nine times. Nine times. 103 yards through the air. Zero touchdowns, one interception. I think the Colts were averaging something like 1.9 yards per play, which was their worst since 1977. Games changed a lot since then. Um, but Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback has not. Um, they are now 5-4. and four. Your Patriots have a winning record. They've won four of their last five. Um, they have Jets, Vikings, Bills coming up. That's going to be a difficult stretch for them. If we're being honest, the Dolphins, or excuse me, the Patriots are closer to a barometer team than the Dolphins. Like, if you're a good team, you're probably going to beat the Patriots. You're a bad team, you're probably going to lose to the Patriots. They're probably your your barometer. Uh, but four out of their five, interesting three-week stretch coming up for them. And it ends tough, too. So, I don't know. I I, I know I told I told you guys a little bit that this was going to happen for the Patriots, that they were going to get back in the mix. Might be time to sell because Jets, Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Not an easy easy win on the schedule. It would be the Raiders, but it's at the Raiders, and I, I don't know. That team's been better than their record shows, although they are dead. Um, Bills, Jets. This was one of the biggest ones this weekend. The New York football Jets win against the Bills 20-17, to and... That's the biggest word here, and this is going to sound dumb, but it's win. It wasn't the Bills blew this game. Uh, it wasn't, you know, two muffed punts and the Jets took advantage. They won this game with their defense and making the plays at the right time. They had Josh Allen kind of shook. His stat line is tough, 205, two interceptions. Um, 
you know, it there, and it could have been more than that. There was a lot of throws that balls were hitting Jets defenders' hands. They had him fooled. The stat out of this one is the Jets only had to blitz twice in this game. And this has always been the formula in the NFL. If you can get pressure with your D-line, that's the best way to beat a good quarterback because that means you have the most people defending. Worked for the Jets. Their defense under Salah is real. They're 6-3. and three. Wilson makes the one throw at the end to basically ice the game to make sure Buffalo doesn't get the ball back, which that's massive in the NFL. We know. Uh, and how big is their Browns comeback game that they should have not won week two? Otherwise, they would have been 0-3. Instead, we're talking about them being 6-3. and three. Uh, Patriots, Bears, Vikings, Bills, Lions, Jags. They've got wins on the schedule. Jets looking like a playoff team. Um, their biggest win in, in so many years. All the Jets fans were on cloud nine yesterday, and good for them. Vikings commanders. Vikings go to 20-17. and 17. A game it looked like they were going to lose against the Commanders. They're 7-1. And, one. and uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, close wins over the Lions, the Saints, the Bears, the Dolphins, and now the Commanders. They're winning games. Credit to tall coach um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins on the plane. Uh, everyone's seen that now. Him swagged out. Uh, everyone kind of thought that was cool and fun at the time. The internet's starting to come the other way and be like, oh, they're kind of... Treating Kirk like their loser friend a little bit. And in a way, he is. They're going to Buffalo. Wow. They're going to Buffalo. I didn't realize this next week. Buffalo coming off that loss to the Jets. That feels like humble pie time. Um, let's see. Maybe the Vikings are looking at their opportunity. They're feeling great, man. They're 7-1. and one. They don't care about close wins. They're winning football games. Bills, Cowboys... Then they got Patriots, Jets, Lions, revenge game versus the Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. So, yeah, Bills are going to end up where you want them. Um, but, yeah. Or, excuse me, that was the Vikings. They're, they're going to win a ton of games. They're going to win that division. Um, but, yeah, a- everyone, they're not passing the sniff test for a lot of people. Um, a 7-1 sniff test. 5-3 and three sniff test? Yeah. 7-1, I don't know. Good for them. They don't care. Keep winning games. Poop Bowl, Raiders, Jaguars. You, Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence comes back. J- Raiders lose another game, being up 17 to nothing. The fact they're 2-6 and six is insane. There's just something missing there, whether it's in the team or uh, Josh McDaniels. Again, this, is his, this was his next shot. Jaguars, good for them. I mean, the wheels were completely coming off. Trevor Lawrence gets a comeback, come from behind win. Him and Peterson, you you can believe in that and what it's becoming. Etienne with another 100-yard game. Uh, It's a good Jaguars 3-6, and right? Uh, But it's an awful Raiders 2-6. Terrible. The Seattle Seahawks, when are we going to stop doubting them? Cardinals were favorites in this game. Seahawks end up winning 31-21. Hammer meet nail on the final drive uh, to put this game away. Geno Smith, tell me if you've seen this uh, stat line before. 26 for 34, two touchdowns. There is the one pick. Kenneth Walker the third, 109 yards on the ground in two touchdowns. They know who they are. Noah Fant, who I loved and was in that Russell Wilson trade. 
he goes for five catches in 96 yards. When he's in open space, he's incredible, including the 51-yard catch at the end to kind of put it away. Cardinals death march, man. Three and six. Seattle Seahawks are six and three. Look at the different talent on those rosters. Look who's leading them. Cliff Kingsbury, who essentially failed at Texas Tech. Pete Carroll, who has been a staple and successful in the NFL. I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. It felt like everyone watched this. Uh, you know, I, I got involved in Marathon Day a little bit. Interesting. I don't know. I, I was out of place a little bit. I think you either need to be young and partying or old and just like, the marathon. I was kind of in a tweener area. I don't know. Did you do anything? Like a fun group. My friend ran it, met up with him and some other college guys. That's cool. For a drink. That's cool. We didn't have that. Um, whatever. Everyone's excited. Enjoy Marathon Day. Congrats, Mrs. Judge. Woo! She had a decent time. Bucks, dead. Dead in the water. It's over. Him and Rodgers, they're dying together. How beautiful is it? As the Rams are about to get a nice road win to get back to 500. Nope. Tom Brady, 44 seconds left on the clock. One big pass down the middle. Couple sideline throws. Penalty. Touchdown. He has a great Tom Brady press conference. Uh, Felt like he had something lifted off of his shoulders. Head coach Todd Bowles. If they had gone to three and six, imagine the crucifixion that they would have been under today with where their division is at, four and five. They're set up fine. Maybe Brady and the boys can tap into something after that offense looks so lost. The him and left witch hug, that's pretty cool. I mean, Tom Brady cares, man, and I know he's got a lot going on. That win felt massive for him. Dumb jokes online. Tom Brady undefeated as a divorcee. Chiefs, they win at night. Titans gave them hell. Uh, Chiefs find what they need in the fourth quarter. Mahomes' magic came out. Really cool to see that. You forget what he can do scrambling because it just looks unorthodox. I mean, it's... It's not crazy fast, it's not powerful, but it's just enough every time. Uh, They beat the Titans, Titans had them by the balls, they kind of got away from Derrick Henry at the end, bad holding penalty, they could have iced it. Uh, Playing with Willis and not Tannehill, it was looking like this was going to be a hard sell for Willis if they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They do not, Um, and now they're looking for uh, Tannehill, but these Titans are just Coaching is important. Look at the Seahawks. Look at the Titans. Rabel is now established. Carroll knows what he's doing. Coaching really matters in this league. There's so much turnover everywhere else that if these guys are holding down a job, it's for a reason. And uh, this Titans team believes and rallies in everything that they do. They're going to be back. It's going to be super interesting to see if Tannehill can be healthy enough for them to be a threat. And then will they be a threat? And then he's... What, the the ever-present what is Tannehill question. And then we saw from Willis, I mean, he passing-wise, he's he's not where he needs to be. He can run a little bit. It's exciting when he does. But passing-wise, he was he was scared. Um, and that's a tough thing to learn in the NFL until you do. Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, Niners on the bye. My Broncos, BBD's Giants, no losses this weekend. Pretty nice. Um, and then tonight... Ravens Saints. Let's see what that Saints defense, if they're real. Let's see if the Ravens can get to that six and three area. Ravens minus one and a half. That's uh, that's probably tighter than you think. For no Mark good, Andrews for good team, mad team. 
Um, let's watch. That's kind of your football weekend. College is getting to a fun area. Maybe we'll start dipping our toe more. Uh, until now, I think we'll see you guys Wednesday. Baseball, free agency, that's huge. Maybe that'll just be the big thing. I don't know. I don't know. We'll let you guys know. Football preview always. I forgot. Love. Watch everything.